Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, who's under more pressure, Brent Key or Kirby Smart? And do we still really have a question about who the National League MVP is? And last but not least, and for the culture, what do you mean they're having bottle wars in the club? We'll talk about it all day. It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day 1s is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in 10 minutes, um, who's the real MVP? We'll talk about that. But first, T... It's going down. College football got started, kicked off last night, and Utah is much better than the Florida Gators. Imagine saying that in 2023. This kind of shows you where we are in today's world of college football. But, T, I think the most important thing is locally, you know, um, Georgia Tech is getting kicked off tonight against Louisville, and the Georgia Bulldogs are taking off against UT Martin, like, all right, you know, getting warmed up, I guess, for the season, a little exhibition game. You know, Kirby said, I'm going to have me some preseason. I don't know about y'all, but, you know, that's how we're going to get down this year. But I think the most important thing for me, T, is the fact that, you know, Brent, Brent Key's going into his first year as first full season as the head coach for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And Kirby Smart is going for three consecutive national championships, which hasn't been done in the Associated Press era, and it has, and it's been, hasn't been done since 1934 to 1936. The Minnesota Golden Gophers accomplished that way back then. So with all that being said, T, like who do you feel like is up under the most pressure as a head coach going into the 2023 yeah, no offense to the Minnesota Golden Gophers, but that was pre-Tony Dungy, so was it really a Minnesota Golden Gophers team? Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> also, the craziness of college football, you are absolutely right about that because, of course, we just got word today that the ACC has invited three teams from the West to join. So, yeah, it is going crazy. Wild, wild you never West. Know. Right. That is the perfect <laughs> way to call craziness. it. That is what yes. it is. It's the wild, wild West. No pun intended, as three teams eventually will make their way over to uh, the ACC come the 2024-25 season. But back to the most important team, which is UGA taking on, like you said, UT Martin hosting them tomorrow night as they burst onto the field as two-time national champions looking for the three-peat. I will tell you, this is probably the team that most people feel can get it done. And we say that knowing all of the hallowed teams that Nick Saban and Alabama have put on the field, right? And yet, right. So many feel that this is the team that can actually do it, this Georgia team, right? They're, they're built for it. Here's the thing that I think is interesting as well. It really depends now. To answer your first question, I would still have to say that most of the pressure is on Kirby Smart and okay. the dogs yeah. because literally you are chasing history. Because remember, the, his first team, they did it. They got the championship. So what? Yay! You know you were able to do. Unfortunately, no Mark Rick team was able to do. 
but you weren't mm-hmm. undefeated. That's what he was brought in to do. Yeah. Exactly. You did what you came <laughs> to do. <laughs> yes. But, exactly. Yeah. Right. But then you you have to do it as you want to do it rather as the undefeated team, right? So you can right. one up. The three peat is the one up of the one up of the one up, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of pressure. Carson Beck, you've been waiting in the wings now for what three years? You had a shot a couple years ago when you could have shown and proven you didn't. So this right. is your opportunity now to show and prove. And then you have the departure of all of the players. And, you know, we talk a lot about the defensive side of the ball, but then you even look at a player like a Darnell Washington, who's moved on to the NFL. And so those wide receivers, Dom Lovett, whom they plucked out of the Missouri program. Okay. We plucked you out of that program. So you can make something happen in this wide receiver court. This is supposed to be the best one. If lab McConkey is healthy and we know Brock Bowers is considered the best tight end, if not the best player in the country, you got all of those accolades, all of those things stacked in your favor, right? And yeah. you have an Alabama team because I don't see anyone, I don't know, Jarvis, if it's me, but I don't see anyone really threatening them out of the East in the SEC. So that leaves it down to Alabama and LSU. Let's just be real. A lot of yeah. people say Alabama is still a super question mark and LSU has some weaknesses as well. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you can get past yeah. them, then it's really up to you once you get into that four-team playoff. So I think that's where the pressure lies. The other piece is this. Brent Key did something that nobody expected him to do, right? He went four and four as an interim head coach and earned this job. They've gotten a lot from the transfer portal. They've upped their game as far as the quality of the players over um, on the flats. But I still think this is his first year. This is, like you said, first year, full-time, official head coach. So I think he'll get a little bit more grace as opposed to the guy in Athens where everybody's like, so we got a chance to make history here. We're going to do it or what? Oh, I mean, I get it. I totally like agree with everything you just said. However, I feel like there's a sneakily a little bit more pressure of uh, Brent Key. Here's why I say that. Because the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, I know people like look at the last six years and, you know, the Jeff Collins era and, you know, Paul John- the end of Paul Johnson era, and they're just like, okay, this doggone organization or a school is a joke, right? But they're supposed to win football games because when you think about from 1997 to 2014, they had one losing season. And the, that one losing season was determined on, on, in a bowl game. So, yeah, it, it kind of goes to show you, like, okay, Georgia Tech football people are used to winning games, at least getting into bowl games and, and be able to be in conversations for the ACC but that this definitely has not been the case for right. quite a long time. So I think that when you think about when Brick Key came in last year, you went 4-4, four four, right? Mm-hmm. That was the first time they had four wins since 2018. Right. So I think that the, the Georgia Tech alum, the people who are spending all this money and the people who are in that athletic department are itching for just to get to a bowl game. So I feel like the pressure is the pressure is on with Brent Key. I, I, I think I, I do believe that he has grace. I agree mm-hmm. with you there, but I feel like there's a, a a little bit more pressure because Kirby's smart. Like you got back to back nighties. Like if he doesn't win three in a row, it's not like oh no, Kirby Smart can't well, get it done. But on the same token, what's going to happen to Brent Key if they don't go to a bowl? <laughs> Brent Key's still going to have a job. Nobody's going to yeah. nobody's going to yeah. be really saying anything. Yeah, but they're going to be. Brent- no, like, like, all right, right, man, figure it out, man. No, they got to figure it out, T. <laughs> if you say he's losing his job, I'm going to start calling you hot take JD. <laughs> I'm not going to say you're going to lose your job. I'm not saying no. that. You know but, me. But, you know how I get no, down. But, but yeah. there's pressure on you anytime 
a team is considered to be the best ever and they go, they lose one game, but they get a national championship. Then the right. next team goes undefeated. Where's the one up from there? The only one up from there could be undefeated three P you were the ones that went undefeated and or three P. So to me, that's where the pressure is because you're chasing history. Ricky yeah. ain't chasing no history. They're just over there <laughs> trying their best to, to make sure <laughs> that the tech faithful understand that they're building something. And I do believe yeah. Ricky is building something, by the way, but I'll be honest with you. I know we're talking football, but if you want to ask me who over off of Techwood has the most pressure on him, I would put more pressure on Damon Stoudemire than I put on Brent Key. And I know we're talking mm, college football. Don't get me wrong. No but that Tech is, is a, a basketball, point. has always been a yes. basketball powerhouse. And to yes. me, that's where all the eggs were really put in the bucket. Little bit of pressure on Brent Key, but a lot more on Damon. And I think a really a lot more on Kirby Smart. But it's good pressure. It's good pressure because if there's anybody who can manage the pressure, pressure for himself, for his staff and for his players, I would say Kirby Smart would be that guy. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when you when you think about what Kirby Smart has already accomplished, like, yeah, it is I just look at it from a standpoint, if I'm Kirby Smart, this is not pressure to me because no, like, I brought the first natty, you know, right. since 1980. So right. I'm, that's kind of where I'm sitting at it. But, you know, I think it's very interesting to see how this Georgia Tech season goes because oh, yeah. I really feel like they are thirsty. Definitely. Just to win six games, T. They just okay. trying to get to a bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all they want. And I think if Brent Key can get this team to the point where they're actually respectable and 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 somewhat be at least be in the game by the second quarter against Georgia, yeah. I, I think oh, they're going to yeah. throw a party. They're going right, to throw a parade right. for this man. <laughs> yeah. Now that right now that's what I would say would be more pressure just to make sure that they're putting a respectable product on the field week in and week out because let's face it there are 475 bowls so i'm going to go ahead and say that georgia tech could probably sneak into one this year <laughs> yes no doubt yeah 475 yeah man you know yeah y'all can get in there come on now like that's what we're doing so here here's another thing you know we talk about the bowl games and all that stuff t like we got to tell the folks about how to win some money because you know the nfl season is here folks wow. like preseason is over with so guess what i need you to do i need you to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on because they are the reason why ATL Day Ones is here. And it's brought to you by FanDuel. So, you know, guess what? They got this super, super good deal for you, right? There is a good deal. All you gotta do is put five dollars down. Five bucks, right? And guess what you'll do? You'll get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Um to bet on anything from the money line, the over under, the player props, anything. They got it right there just for you plus all customers who bet five dollars get will get 100 off nfl sunday ticket from youtube and youtube tv and you know what that means that means you can watch your falcons anywhere you please so now is the best time to join a fan duel because the app is super safe it's easy to use you got to worry about anybody getting your information or anything like that so just visit fanduelcom slash locked on today and kick off the nfl season with an offer you don't Wanna miss because FanDuel is the official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. Now, Jarvis, you mentioned and I mentioned this whole notion of an MVP, right? We're talking NL MVP. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. you could say Freddie Freeman's in the conversation. Some even throw Matt Olson in there as an outside shot or a dark horse. Mookie Betts, of course, is white hot right now. And you might even say Ronald Acuna Jr. 
showed himself to be the top candidate yesterday. But I'm going to say the real MVP is Maria Acuna. Yeah, oh. oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like that. Because Ronald Acuna Jr. married his longtime sweetheart Thursday morning, right? Early yes. Thursday morning and then turned around that evening and hit a grand slam and really put the Braves in position to take game one of a very pivotal four game series against the Dodgers so that they're now five games ahead of the Dodgers. And if we take it a step back, we talked about how important it was to win that final game in the series finale against the Rockies to make sure that they walked into this series, keeping that four game lead that they had against the Dodgers. Right. So they did, yeah. they took care of business. Thanks to Darius Vines and company Wednesday night, and then took care mm -hmm. of business Thursday night, really thanks to Ronald Acuna Jr.'s Grand Slam, but also the work that Michael Harris II put in at the plate was critical because it turns out uh, his was one of his uh, hits was the game winner, right? So right. you look at that piece and then Rysel Iglesias, because the night before and really the series before it was the entire bullpen, if you will, but who bullpen was a little shaky last night. Mookie Best will do that. Joe Jimenez, AJ Minter. Like, hey, bro. Hey, y'all need to straighten up now. Tighten up. Guys, come on back in. Exactly. Tighten this thing up. But thank goodness Rysel Iglesias did what he needed to do. I think he got Mookie Betts and Max Muncy both. And then he on a fly out. And then, of course, was able to get Enrique Hernandez to strike out swinging 8-7 the final. But more importantly, I joke about Maria because, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, Mrs. Acuna, because you made that guy really happy that morning and the Braves and Braves country benefited. But let's just keep it real. Yes, Mookie Betts, got yourself a couple home runs. Appreciate you. But when you go up to the plate and you know that all eyes are on you and you know that there's an opportunity to blast that thing out, and Travis, that's the thing. He didn't just hit the grand slam. Okay, he smoked, he killed, he obliterated that ball. I really do think, like we talked about the day before, guy is on mission, and he will spend the next 29 games showing you, or 28 games showing you, why he is the NL MVP. I wholeheartedly agree, because like when we just think about the atmosphere, the stage, yes. right, you know, that these – that you know it was on last night because we all understand the whole national narrative when it comes to you know the LA Dodgers or the Yankees or the, even the the uh, the New York Mets to yes. a certain degree. True. Those are big time markets. Those are the top two markets in the country, right? So mm -hmm. anytime a team is even remotely good, they're going to get the attention. They're going to get the coverage, and I think that that a lot of people came to cover that game or mm -hmm. all the coverage that was you know was mostly there was because of. You know, the L.A. Dodgers, because they, because when you got a guy like Mookie Betts, like, let me just say this. I don't like Mookie Betts because he's just that good. <laughs> like, he's really, really good. And I don't like, you know, having him going. When he comes up to the plate, I'm, my, right. my, 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 in the back of my mind, I'm just like, oh, this dude is about to do yep. something. Oh, and yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. But I, I think that something that really stood out to me that he said after the game, mm -hmm. and this is kind of how I knew, you know what? This dude makes an excellent point. That's why I feel like Ronald Queens, the MVP, said, quote, everybody knows that 60 bases, 30 home runs, 340 average. Yes. Just look at his stats. It's self-explanatory as far as how dynamic he is. He changed the game today yes. for sure. And I think he was being a more of a prophet. T. Not only did he change the game that uh, last night you know, um, to, to uh, help um, power the Braves to that win, 
But I think he's changing the game as far as how it's being played because, mm-hmm. hey, stealing bases is cool now. Yeah. I know they changed the rules. You know what I'm saying? But you have to take advantage of those rules. And I think yeah. Ronald Acuna is absolutely doing that with Eric Young, senior, you know, leading the way, saying, hey, I need these boys to go out and get on these bases and run, yes. run until you can't no more. So yes. I feel like if you have the guy that who has been surging He's been having an amazing month. I would mm-hmm. think 52 hits in the month of August. Yes. Absolutely ridiculous, right? But if you have a guy that has been on that uh, tear like that, to say that about Ronald Acuna, who's been consistent throughout the entire season, yeah, there, there's no question in my mind that Ronald Acuna is the real MVP of the National League. Yeah, I definitely do, because as it goes – you know about Freddie Freeman, right? You know about the consistency yeah. of Freddie Freeman. So you're not really shocked that this has been, you know, who he is, if you will. And Mookie Betts, hey, he's shown who, who he is as well. He's gone back to his white hot Mookie Betts hitting self this no last month. And, and like you said, the national media has kind of propelled him back into the conversation. But Ronald Acuna Jr., for whatever reason, maybe it's because he's here in Atlanta. Maybe it's because of a little bit of the up and down the last couple of years due to injury that he's not maybe gotten some of the respect that, most feel he's due, but I think when you get to the plate on the biggest stage and you do what he did last night and you almost, man, you were probably an inch away from even having a better storyline if you could have robbed Mookie Betts. Snag. Oh, yes. He was so close, inch, man. Oh, right? my gosh. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So wow. think about that. But the fact that we're having that conversation and the fact that he pointed that out at the end of the game, I love that mindset. Because he's saying, yeah. yeah, great that I got that grand slam. But, man, if only I could have gotten there a little bit faster. I think I was a little bit short on getting there. That's the mindset that I was talking about yesterday when I said on mission. Because he's seeing the bigger picture of the game so and how important every single aspect of it is. It's the at-bats. Again, not just the grand slams. He knows about getting on base and how important that is. Because, like you said, they're being told, whether that's Ron Washington or a young everybody saying, look, Get on base and make it happen. And when you get on base, you try to steal a base so that we can get one step closer to, to home because we feel like the guy behind you, he's going to hit. So he's yeah. going to do what he has to Don't do. Don't get you in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So there, there's more confidence now about what the Braves can do when they're runners in scoring position because there's more confidence about what they can do to get an extra base. Where does that start? starts with Ronald Acuna Jr. So that's the thing that I think, too, there are so many intangibles. And, okay, I'm going to say one petty thing before I ask you my next question. Absolutely. Also, there's a meme going around (laughs) that showed the face of one Freddie Freeman as Ronald Acuna Jr. was launching that Grand Slam out of the park. And the facial expression was like, (laughs) damn, homie. Because you know what it is. It has to be with the man, homie. What's yes. Happened to you? Yes. <laughs> Why they trade me? Right. I was, exactly. I was doing right. So now you know it was funny because it's like okay, it. well now Freddie Freeman is probably a bona fide Dodger and he's like, you know, I want to just kick the butt of my old team. But I think also the look on his face, you know, from playing with him all the years that you played, that when he when he makes contact you already know what's going to happen. And I Mm -hmm. think that's one of the beautiful things as well. Like I I joke and I'm petty because that's the meme now, Freddie Freeman's face as that ball was going out of the ball. (laughs) But more importantly, (laughs) that's the fear that's starting to take hold and take root in the minds of other teams and other players when he gets to the plate. And even when you launch a ball in right field, you know that there's every possibility that Ronald Acuna Jr. could rob you of whatever is 
was about to happen for you. So I think those are some beautiful things as well. And I think Jarvis, when you see that, we still can't say 100% what's going to happen. We, we, you know, the the MLB season has still what 28 or so games, 28, 29 games to go. So you don't right. know what it'll look like for the Braves or the Dodgers. But what you saw last night in terms of the Braves getting out to a big lead, Spencer Strider having a little bit of an off night. But I mean, it's the Dodgers, so you can't really even call it off off. But then the bullpen giving up a couple runs, right? Sell Iglesias coming back and sealing this thing. Did you still feel like, hey, I saw what I needed to see to think these guys can get it done in November against the Dodgers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, when you look at how our major concerns over the over the year, like I will continue to bring this up because it's vital. Because when the, the injuries to Max Fried and Kyle Wright, when you have guys like that go down and you still – are able to figure it out. You have guys like A.J. Smith Shaver and Darius Vines. Like, who are these guys, Jarvis? Like, nobody knew who these guys were before the season started. So you're talking about having 16 different starters come to the mound for you. Last time that happened, I think it was in 2016 when the Braves were trying to figure it out. And we were trying to figure out if they really want to spend some money and if we want to win games back then. So I think right now, you know, given – how this starting rotation has been pitching as of late. And we understand that, hey, there are some weeks, there are some chinks in the armor for, for uh, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Lance Lynn, you know, they traded for him, got him from the Chicago White Sox. They went the opposite of what Alex Anthopoulos did. Like, hey, we cool. We got, we got, we're going to stick, stick it with our horses in the barn and maybe get a few guys in the, in the um, bullpen to add, just try to beefing up that spot. That spot. But we, as far as starting, our starting rotation, we cool. We're going to figure that out. But the Dodgers, they, they went the exact opposite, right? They went out and got some guys. And we know that those guys are a little shaky. And if we're, if we're sitting up here saying and line these teams up, in October, they come and face each other in LCS, and it looks like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I My money is on the braid, barring any uh, catastrophic injury. You know, knock on wood. I ain't got no wood right, right around now, but I'm a, I'm knocking on wood, you know, to say that, to, um, have, not have to worry about any injuries coming up. So, yeah, to answer your question, yes, absolutely. I feel like the braids are primed and ready because, like you said, the leader of this team, number 13, its own mission, like you said, and I think that's even tr- a truer statement, especially after last night. Indeed. So did you guys, our everydayers, see enough in last night's game to say, see, we told you, Ronald Acuna Jr., he is the real NL MVP. Let us know by dropping a comment in the chat on YouTube. We appreciate you guys for always rocking with ATL Day Ones. And as you have always done, make sure that you guys download us wherever you get your podcasts. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. T, when you think about, like, trends, right, you know, there were obviously some trends, you know, when we used to be out running them streets back in the day, you know, and all that stuff, you know, some things we used to partake in. But um, this one right here, uh, Bottle Wars, this is weird because, you know, for those who don't know what Bottle Wars are, so – Came across this tweet, video of a club out in Houston, Texas. You know, it's all packed. You know, everybody in the sections and everything. You know, everybody got the bottles in the hand. But they weren't drinking out of the bottles. You know, they were literally pouring the bottles tea on the ground, like back to back to back. And it seemed as if they were kind of competing with other people pouring out the bottles on the ground back to back as well. I mean, I mean, 
I don't know, T. I just don't have any words for this because this just seems like it's really stupid. <laughs> I mean, like dumb and dumber. I, yes. just, I didn't understand it. I mean, I saw the video that you sent me. I repeatedly watched it and it never made sense. Never made sense. I was literally thinking car note, wardrobe, paying off some bills, actually drinking it if you're thirsty, toasting Damn. each other. I mean, there's so many things you can do other than pour out so the good many. liquor. And I don't even drink. And I was Put it in your, in your waistband and take it home, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you want to get every dollar that you doggone spend on that bad boy. Right. 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 Those bottles are upwards of $300, <laughs> right? Just for a bottle. Yeah, easy. At least just the bottle. At least, right. Exactly. The section that they're sending in, that's not even included. Right. <laughs> I was trying to understand. I was like, you know, I, I, I get it. Different regions may have different definitions for what gets you street cred, but you know what? I would just be non-credible. I just, I would just, I would just lose my cred, my street cred. Yeah. If that's what it took, because no, I'm not about to waste my money on you. If I bought this yeah. bottle, it's for drinking purposes, toasting purposes. And just, it's almost like your mom used to say, right? Your grandmother yeah. used to say, or your parents, mm -hmm. just because you can buy it, just because you can do it, doesn't mean you need to buy it. and doesn't mean you need to do it. Don't stop. Yeah. Right. There's no other way to say that. I learned a long time ago, like, this is all a scam. Uh, because for those you don't know, in my previous life, I used to do security at a club. I used to work at this one particular club in Atlanta, right there down there in smack dab in Midtown. Till you might know what the club I'm talking about. Like, they literally had different menus for certain nights. And on Urban Night, the prices at least probably a thousand dollars in difference to get a section and a bottle a price of admission at the door at least 50 to 60 percent difference 100 percent different so guess what guys for all you people out there buying all these sections in these clubs them folks do not give a about what you got going on and how much money you make nope. they are making 500 to 600% profit off of your... Off your back. Off your back. Yeah. You're making these people rich. Yep. So you probably need to chill out. But yeah. T, I don't want to end it right there. Yeah. It is National Biscuits of the Month. I got... <laughs> come on. I got to give you fast food biscuit. What you go? What you go to? Hardee's with a kind of honorable mention to Whataburger, but it's hard to get up to like that Woodstock area. So I'm going to go with Hardee's. I'm going with Bojangles T. Like what? I got, I love me some Hardys. Uh, yeah, I uh, love, I love Bojangles T. That Cajun yeah, biscuit at egg. Come on, you're good, but no, that Hardy biscuit go hits different. No sir, no sir. <laughs> I promise you. Anytime I'm going up to Flowery Branch, I actually build in an extra 15 minutes and go a different <laughs> route. She's not, she's dead serious. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> she's oh, no not question. joking. Yes. And if I have to go anywhere near like Ellenwood or the other side, you know, that part of the South side, mm -hmm. I am definitely going to backdoor my way up Boulder Crest Road for what? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I, I really just get, I, I just get so warm and tingly inside when I think about Hardy's <laughs> as far as fast food biscuits. Mm, now, but um, as far as like sit down, Sit down. I, you know I like Atlanta Breakfast Club. You know that's my spot. I really, really course, do yeah. love them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would have to say for my sit-down breakfast, if it's a biscuit, I can go with that. ABC 
all day. I, I got to go to it. Like well, you know is, what? Yes, uh, yes. We'll be visiting really soon. Well, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. But wait, who who turned you on to two eggs? Come on. Y'all, Tanitra <laughs> Batiste. Yes. Like my brunch specialist. Breakfast like, brunch you, specialist. You want a breakfast, yeah. uh, brunch in Atlanta recommendation? Tanitra Batiste. At Tanitra <laughs> Batiste on Twitter. I promise you, she'll give yeah. you several that you will absolutely love. So, yes. She put me on two egg. It's one right around the corner from yeah. I hear where I live in South Carolina. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke, folks. I do live in the metro area. Right. Yes. yes. But yeah, two no. egg, it's absolutely 100%, 1,000%, yes. absolute great. I will give absolute. you that. Too. Very good. Yes, because we were literally somewhere <laughs> Monday and we were talking about where we might go this weekend as I visit you know, my play mom and dad. And um, I said, you know, I said, Jarvis and his wife just went to two eggs that we recommended over in your area. Because, of course, you know, they live in Stonecrest. And she was like, okay, okay yeah. yeah, let's kind of do that. And before we could like finish our like uh, making our plans, the guy standing next to us was like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. two eggs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> like, own, everybody absolutely loves to sell some two eggs. And you know what we would love to do when we come back Tuesday on the other side of Labor Day? We want to yes. be talking about a Braves series win, want to get them some cushion between them and the Dodgers. So hopefully they can get that done. Max Reed's on the mound tonight. I believe Charlie Morton is still going to be on the mound Saturday, Jarvis. And Sunday is, I think, to be determined. So the Dodgers and Braves are both kind of playing a little bit of chess, not checkers, in terms of who's going to be on the mound. So uh, we will be watching. Can't wait to talk to you guys about that. And of course, more out of flowery branches. Those guys continue to practice. Charlie on Sunday, T, and Bryce on Saturday. Bryce Bryce on Saturday. Saturday. Okay, so they flipped it up a little bit. So yeah, they are seriously playing some chess, not checkers in LA. And I'm certainly not mad at that. We'll talk about that for Tuesday. And listen, we love you guys. We appreciate you for always stopping by and rocking with us. And be safe out in those streets because... We don't want to come back to ATL Day Ones on Tuesday without you. Absolutely. Make sure you guys share love, show love, and most importantly, find you a pool before they close that bad boy and spread some love.